Welcome to the Crosstower Morning Market Color Call. It is Friday, August 20th. SEC Chairman Gary Gensler said in an interview with the Wall Street Journal on Wednesday that the SEC could regulate DeFi projects, specifically those DeFi projects that reward participants with tokens or similar incentives. He made the following statements. Quote, there's still a core group of folks that are not only writing the software, like the open source software, but they often have governance and fees. There's some incentive structure for those promoters and sponsors in the middle of this, end quote. According to Gensler, the term DeFi is a bit of a misnomer because these platforms facilitate something that might be decentralized in some respects, but is highly centralized in other aspects. Bloomberg and Galaxy Digital announced yesterday the launch of the Bloomberg Galaxy DeFi Index with the ticker DeFi, as well as the Index Galaxy Fund Management is now offering the Galaxy DeFi Index Fund, a passively managed fund tracking the performance of that index. The benchmark is designed to measure the performance of the largest DeFi protocols by market value that offer financial services without a central financial intermediary, such as brokerages, exchanges, or banks. The benchmark is owned and administered by Bloomberg Index Services Limited and is co-branded with Galaxy. Liquid, a regulated crypto exchange in Japan, has suspended asset deposits and withdrawals as its hot wallets have been hacked in a security breach, according to the block. The firm announced this in a tweet stating their hot wallets were compromised and they're moving assets into cold wallets. Liquid is currently investigating the hack and said they will provide regular updates in the meantime, deposits and withdrawals have been suspended. Liquid is yet to report how much has been stolen, but has identified four wallets they believe are owned by the hacker. From on-chain data flows, these four addresses received in total uh, crypto assets worth more than 80 million on the day of the hack and are still in possession of about 74 million at the time the article was written. With that, I'll pass it over to Chad to discuss what you're seeing in the markets. Hi. Good morning. Thanks, Martin. Uh, let's see. It's been a uh, it's been a rocky road since last we spoke on Wednesday morning. Uh, Wednesday afternoon, uh, the release of the minutes from the uh, last uh, FOMC uh, Open Markets Committee meeting uh, sent a bit of a whiplash through market through uh, kind of global equity markets. At first, uh, there was a little bit of relief and saw some some prices uh, rising in uh, in both treasuries and equities, and then that was a, a big whiplash. Uh, sparking one of the larger uh, equity retreats we've seen uh, in you know in in recent history. Um, there's been a lot of kind of risk off mentality. Uh, it seems like it seems to me like uh, investors aren't really entirely sure what to be more scared of: uh, inflation or Fed tapering. Uh, and that's certainly been driving a, a lot of uh, risk reduction, um, you know, into the close on Wednesday and really all day, all day yesterday. Um, one thing that I think is really interesting is, you know, unlike the, uh, the, the crash at the beginning of COVID in March, there is a massive amount of liquidity in global financial systems. And so what we saw was a lot of profit taking, a lot, or not, yeah, profit taking and defensive measurement and selling. However, you know, when you sell a stock, you end up with dollars. And if you don't necessarily want dollars, then you need to find somewhere to put those dollars. 
Uh, and so, you know, US, US dollars and, and treasuries started to rally, but eventually a lot of that money just found its way right back into US mega cap stocks like Apple and Microsoft and, you know, the, the fangs. And what that did is it actually pushed uh, the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ, which are, you know, market cap weighted. So those names have outsized weighting uh, relative to the rest of the names in the index, but push the indexes up. So when you're just looking at the index, um, it actually seemed like yesterday wasn't that bad a day, but the reality was, I think it was very risk off. Um, you know, while this was happening, when, when money started rushing into, into Apple and started, you know, pushing, uh, pushing the indexes back up, we also saw Bitcoin and ETH pop up a lot too, which, uh, is really encouraging to me. It's, you know, it's, it's not a hundred percent sure, but I think that there's a possibility that, some of the money that was, you know, fleeing these risky stocks and trying to find safe places to put it, um, you know, even though Bitcoin and, and ETH and other cryptos might not be considered super safe, they are potentially considered just other places to put money. And so I think some flows might have made it into there. Um, so I'm going to see, we're going to be watching to see if that kind of continues today. Uh, crypto prices were relatively stable overnight even though uh, China is continuing to, to puke their, uh, in their equity markets. Um, so there's a potential for, uh, for a good Friday here. Back to you. Thanks, Janet. Let's pass it to Catherine now for more market developments. Thank you, Martin. So Vanek has filed for an Ethereum-based exchange-traded fund on Wednesday. The Ethereum strategy ETF will invest in Ethereum futures contracts, Canada's approved Ether ETFs, private Ether funds, and exchange-traded projects with exposure to Ethereum. But they won't buy the digital asset itself, according to their filing with the SEC. Vanek has already filed for a pure play ETF under the 33 Act, which is waiting for the SEC's approval. This ETF is filed under the 40s Act, which likely carries more investor protection than the 33 Act counterpart, which may be important, which may be an important distinction for SEC Chairman Gary Gensler. This Thursday, Wells Fargo um, registered a private Bitcoin fund with US regulators becoming the latest bank with an indirect crypto investment vehicle for its wealthiest clients. A source familiar with the matter stated that the new fund will be passively managed. Uh, both New York Dig and FS Investments are partnering Wells Fargo on the offering according to the regulatory documents. Uh, BlackRock, the world's largest asset manager with $9 trillion in assets under management, has, signif has significant stakes in two Bitcoin mining companies. It owns 6 uh, of its assets. It's got 6.71% in Marathon Digital Holdings and 6.6% in Riot Blockchains. And this is according to a mandatory SEC filing dated June 30th. BlackRock has committed a total capital of 382 million between both mining companies in the form of mutual funds and ETFs and from its broad index shares such as um, iShares Russell 200 ETF and iShares expanded tech software sector. Coinbase has partnered with one of Japan's largest banks, Mitsubishi UFJ Financial Group, for the launch of Coinbase Japan as part of their wider effort to expand worldwide. In a Coinbase blog, they stated that the bank will provide quick deposits for Coinbase local users. Um, Coinbase Global has built a $4 billion cash stockpile and prepares for closer regulatory scrutiny. Coinbase's chief financial officer stated that they want to ensure that they maintain those cash reserves so they continue to invest and continue to grow their products and services in the event that we go into a crypto winter. 
Brian Armstrong, Coinbase's CEO, said the board of directors has authorized the acquisition of 500 million in cryptocurrency to add to their balance sheet. Going forwards, Coinbase will invest 10% of their products profits into crypto, with the percentage likely to increase over time. Um, Polkadot's canary network, Kasama, is set to launch the next five parachain auctions, which is scheduled for 12 p.m. Uh, Greenwich Mean Time on September the 1st, 8th, 15th, 22nd and 29th. And finally, Binance has introduced mandatory KYC for all services. This is effective immediately for all new users and for existing users, they will have their accounts permissions changed to withdrawal only until the user's KYC has been verified. And I'll pass you back to Martin. Have a nice day, everyone. Thank you, Catherine. Turning to the crypto, crypto Twitter front, uh, you know, Brian Armstrong's post generated a lot of buzz. Um, you know, two kind of key takeaways there. A lot of users were mentioning that, you know, one, it's going to result in uh, relatively consistent inflows into crypto, um, assuming they, you know, use their profit on a quarterly basis to, to buy crypto. Um, and it's also going to give holders of, um, of their stock you know, more or less direct exposure to cryptocurrencies rather than just their trading fees. Um, so I think this is going to be, you know, a welcome development for some of their investors. Uh, also, people are discussing, you know, what's going to be the next layer one blockchain to really take off after we saw Solana, Cardano, and Luna really soar this week. Um, there's some speculation that it's going to be Polkadot um you know with as, as buzz continues around these parachain launches gas fees are kind of ticking down this morning hovering in the 20 to 30 way range so relatively low from the past couple weeks still too early to tell whether the EIP 1559 changes have resulted in a lower gas fee uh, but i recently saw some posts that it has in fact led to lower average fees although brief periods of very low gas fees are no longer occurring. With that, I'll pass it over to Chad for any closing remarks. Thanks, um, Catherine Martin, you both touched on the uh, Coinbase uh, asset purchase announcement. I think that's definitely a big deal. Um, I ha we haven't seen uh, major price moves since uh, that official tweet. It's possible that some of the rally that we saw in the afternoon yesterday might have been from uh, some of that information getting out before the tweet. I have no idea if that's the case or not, but uh, if it's not the case, then I would expect that there's still some, you know, some positive effect from this that, that we might see today. Um, another really interesting part of that announcement was that Coinbase said that they would uh, invest in a variety of coins, um, that first they would be the first uh, uh, corporation holding Ether on their balance sheet, but also that they would add DeFi tokens as well, and that they would maintain a mix of assets uh, kind of in line with what customer assets were, and that and that way letting customers kind of drive the portfolio weightings. Um, I could see this is a, it could definitely be a very big uh, positive uh, influence on on altcoins that have never really had anything like this before, you know, with, with uh, being on a corporate balance sheet. Um, so I, that's something I'm, I'm definitely looking at. Uh, you know, it's good to see, uh, Cardano, uh, hitting, hitting highs, uh, you know, leading into their smart contract launch in September. Um, and, uh, you know, last thing on my mind right now is the, uh, still the debate over Bitcoin ETFs, uh, with 
uh, you know, Van Eck filing for a futures-based ETF after Gensler's comments saying that, that he would prefer a futures-based ETF. Um, you know, my personal preference would be for a spot ETF. I think most of the, the crypto community would much rather have a spot ETF, but in some ways we'll take what we can get. Um, one thing that I would really be watching uh, for kind of the pro traders out there is if we do end up with a futures ETF, I would expect that to have influence on futures basis. So, you know, futures basis has been pretty stable right now, but if we have any kind of, you know, successful, um, you know, widely adopted uh, ETF that, that trades a basket of futures, I would expect that to have a feedback um, effect and start to push the futures over the spot price as uh, futures traders like look to accumulate uh, getting ready to sell those futures back to the ETF. Um, so, you know, there's no real timeline on that, but that's something, uh, you know, if you are a, a futures trader, if you are based or cash and carry trader, that's something to be, uh, be very aware of. That's about it. Happy Friday. Thank you, Chad. Thank you, Catherine. And thank you for listeners for tuning in. Please follow Crosstower on YouTube and our socials to get more of this content. Thank you.